Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. This is Bev Herring and my handsome husband is going to join us in just a minute. He had something he had to do. Today we're going to talk about being a gopher and not a loafer. Being a gopher, not a loafer. You know, over the years, Harold and I, well, we don't do what some people call clothesline preaching. Some pastors, you know, <clears throat> will find somebody in the congregation with a particular problem and situation, and so they preach at all the people directly. And um, sometimes other people know who they're talking about, so that's just not the way we do things. And we do realize that a lot of this teaching doesn't apply to you, but we know you well enough that we know you minister to other people and that you will glean things out of this that you can help others, well, be able to cope. Proverbs 6, 6, 6, 6 in the Message Bible says this, <clears throat> excuse me, you lazy fool, look at an ant. Watch it closely and let it teach you a thing or two. Nobody has to tell it what to do. All summer, it stores up food. At harvest, it stockpiles provisions. So how long are you going to laze around doing nothing? How long before you get out of bed? A nap here, a nap there, a day off here, a day off there? Sit back, take it easy. Do you know what comes next? Just this. You can look forward to a dirt poor life, poverty as your permanent house guest. Lazy people, well, are not the people who succeed. So let's look at the Apostle Paul. By trade, he was a tent maker, a skill he used to meet his own needs and those of his evangelical outreach and the team that he had working for him. In 1 Corinthians 9, 6, 9, 6 in the Amplified Bible, it says, Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from doing manual labor for a livelihood in order to go about the work of the ministry? Paul knew that his ministry could be funded by the preaching of the gospel. However, he chose a different approach. In 1 Corinthians 9, 11 through 12, 1 Corinthians 9, 11 and 12, Classic Amplified, it says, if we have sown the seed of spiritual good among you, is it too much if we reap from your material benefits? If others share in this rightful claim upon you, do not we have a still better and greater claim? However, we have never exercised this right, but we endured everything rather than put a hindrance in the way of the spread of the gospel, the good news of Christ. We're confident that these words are placed in the scripture to specifically teach us this truth. No doubt Paul did not want to be a burden to the young churches where he was ministering and trying to get started. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 9.12, 9.12 in the Classic Amplified, where it says, If others share in this rightful claim upon you, do not we have a still better and greater claim? However, we have never exercised this right, but we endure everything rather than put a hindrance in the way of the spread of the good news, the gospel of Christ. So let's read this again in actually verse 15 in the Living Bible. It says, Yet I have never asked you for one penny, and I am not writing this to hint that I would like to start now. In fact, I would rather die of hunger than lose the satisfaction I get from preaching to you without charge. Now, don't get us wrong. We're not saying that those operating in the five-fold ministry should work a full-time job and be a full-time minister. Let me tell you, just working a full-time job and being a full-time mom is a lot of hard work. 
Too many people who will not work, though, come to the church for assistance or a handout, and therein lies the problem. Some are wanting a handout instead of a hand up. We are made to help people have a hand up, not just give them a hand out. And if we look at the scripture, it says very clearly, if you don't work, you don't eat. Over the years, we've had a lot of people say, I can't find a job. Well, that's not always true. The thing about it is, is they may have jobs out there. They just don't want to be the ones they want to do. People can find jobs, but they, like I said, may not be the one that they're wanting to do. But, you know, sometimes when you have to do what you've got to do, you start somewhere and then work your way up, even though it's not in a manner of which we were previously accustomed. I remember some years ago, we had a great um, couple, and they still follow this ministry, that said, you know, it came to the point where things kept getting worse and worse, and we realized, hey, we were going to have to do something about it because business had fallen off. In 1 Timothy 5.8, Classic Amplified, it also says, if anyone fails to provide for his relatives, and especially for those in his own family, he has disowned the faith by failing to accompany it with fruits and is worse than an unbeliever who performs his obligations in these manners. We know people who've actually started grass cutting you know, in the, in the summer, raking leaves in the fall, shoveling snow in the winter, planting flowers in the spring, whatever it did to take to get to work. You may have to clean, wash, wax cars instead of driving them for a season. You may have to flip burgers sometimes, be a greeter at Walmart. I know a lot of older people who do that. Deliver newspapers in the early morning hours. Not really many newspapers being delivered anymore. Walk the dogs, but there's jobs out there. So let's go a little further and probably a lot better than even those. <clears throat> if you say you can't find a job, um, there's a lot of, well, there are a lot of things out there. There's, there's almost signs in every window these days that says help wanted. Sometimes it'll say help wanted in every area. But we firmly believe that the Word of God is in your hand and faith is in your heart and the Holy Spirit is there to guide you. You'll either be able to find a job or create something that'll meet the needs of others for which you can, well, have a source of income. There is a requirement to this strategy. You need to be a tither and not a God robber. Malachi 3.8, Malachi 3.8, Classic Amplified says, Will a man rob or defraud God? Yet you rob and defraud me, but you say in what way do we rob or defraud you? You have withheld your tithes and offerings. Malachi 3.10 goes on to say, Bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income, into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and prove me now by it says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. You know, years ago, my husband and I both lost our jobs and because uh, we always worked together. So therefore, when something went south, some, we both went south with it, but we just couldn't go south because we believed in the word of God. And we, we sold a car one time and I remember tithing on that car. And you know what? It was a blessing because God has never allowed us to go bankrupt or belly up. You know, we didn't come up with the saying ourselves, 
uh, totally is the title of this, but we heard someone say a long time ago that we should never become a loafer, but rather be a gopher. If you don't follow God's instructions, you're going to be end up being spiritually lazy, and if not physically and mentally lazy. And I'm sure you can look around and you find somebody, even somebody you work with, quote, that has a job that is doing just that. But the Bible says we're to have nothing to do with those who will not work. Second Thessalonians 3, 11 through 14. 3, 11 through 14, Second Thessalonians in the Amplified Bible says, Indeed, we hear that some among you are disorderly, that they are passing their lives in idleness, neglectful of duty, being busy with other people's affairs instead of their own, and doing no work. Now we charge and exhort such persons as ministers in him exhorting those in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, that they work in quietness and earn their own food and other necessities. And as for you, brethren, do not become weary or lose heart in doing right, but continue in well-doing without weakening. I want to go back to that one, and I want to read it again. And as for you, brethren, do not become weary or lose heart in doing right, but continue in well-doing without weakening. But if anyone in the church refuses to obey what we say in this letter, take note of the person and do not associate them so that they might with them so that they might be ashamed. Sometimes you might be in a point at work where you're doing work and the people around you, or there's one or two, that just aren't doing the work. You know, the point of this is it's very sad, but you are not responsible for what they do. You're responsible for what you do. I see a lot of people in the workplace who just go, well, you know, so-and-so doesn't have to, neither do I. No, that is not at all the way that it works. You know, as Proverbs 20 verse 4 says in the Living Bible, if you won't plow in the cold, you won't eat in the harvest. God is watching. He is the one. He is the one who is keeping the books. He's the one who's keeping the books. And another in Proverbs 10 verse 4 classic amplified it says he becomes poor who works with a slack and idle hand but the hand of the diligent maketh rich sometimes we just have to be a gopher or a go-getter because that's what it's going to take to make it in this world you know we can do it we can do it we can keep on going even when others around us are not doing it when they're saying well you know who needs to work? We have trouble even finding help. But those who are going to work, God is keeping an eye on it. I always say, read Psalm 75. Promotion does not come from the owner of the business. Promotion does not come from the supervisor. It comes from the Lord, and he will truly promote you. Hey, my husband didn't make it back from his task, but let me say this. We love you. We appreciate you. We pray that you have a sensational Saturday. If the ministry has been a blessing to you, we pray that you could go to the Sow a Seed and just ask God what he would have you give. You are so generous and so good to us, and we thank you for being able to do what we do because we can't do it without you. So until tomorrow morning and tomorrow night now, happy trails, as he would say, and keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God, because it's so rich. We love you and appreciate you. Bye-bye.